Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Well, being a coach myself, I never liked having to fire people or being fired. It's never a fun day. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, when you're not making the playoffs, you have a lot of turmoil, turmoil at quarterback. Changes need to be made, you know, whether he made the decisions to bring in Wentz or to uh, go with Heineke or go back to Wentz or what have you. Um, I guess it's something that's part of the game. I, I'm not a fan of it personally. I don't think Scott Turner had a lot to do with uh, the offensive struggles. I think it was more personnel-related, especially at key positions. Uh, but that's just me. Jay Gruden's been outstanding with us all season. Yesterday might have been his Mona Lisa. That was a strong appearance. If you missed it, thefandc.com, you can grab it. I actually tweeted out a story written by our website and uh, Blue Shorts today about Jay's very strong opinions on the run-pass balance that apparently Martin Mayhew is looking for as the GM of this team. So you'll want to go read that at Grant H. Paulson on Twitter. Uh, let's do this. Before we get back to the calls on Scott Turner, and we want to hear what you guys think about not only the dismissal, but just how much of this was his fault. And you can dial us up at 800-636-1067 right now. You can always tweet us as well. At Funny Danny for me, at Grant H. Paulson for Grant H. Paulson. Let's spin you around the NFL. Let's do it together. We have been waiting a couple of days to take our first good look at the playoff slate this weekend. Danny, how fired up are you for not one, not two, Super weekend, baby. Three days of football with the first ever Monday night playoff. I've, I've early in the week I was sort of paying attention to the college national championship. I had a, you know a couple other things going on. I think like tonight by tonight I'll be starting to really settle in and realize, dude, there's three consecutive nights of win or go home foosball. That's pretty grand. Out of nowhere, for no reason, a couple of nights ago, sitting on the couch, my wife says to me, "You love playoff football." And I was like, yep. She's like, this is your favorite time of the year, isn't it? I said, yep. She said, you plan on just sitting on the couch and watching football every day all weekend for the next few weekends, right? And I said, yep. Now, she didn't say anything else. There were no follow-ups. So, okay. I don't know if that was a question. Tacit approval. She said it as comments. Uh-huh. So, I, I think she was on board with it all. But the point was, she really understands me, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I got another uh, text, which was... Hey, uh, do you want to go on a, a trip this weekend from my mom? She's like, you guys should come up a couple hours. We'll go do dinner. And I was like, eh. Is no. dinner from noon to three? That one's tough. <laughs> so that I can one, get back home. That, that's a two-hour plus. We're talking about a two-and-a-half-hour drive each way in the car. Oof. 
do a little dinner and come back. We're going to have to wait till after the playoffs for that one, probably. But we'll get it in. We'll get it done. Do a brunch, maybe? <laughs> we leave at 8? I love the brunch scene. I'm a big fan of that. All right, here are the games. Ready? Saturday, kick things off. Game number one, 430. Seahawks 49ers in San Francisco. Seattle is a nine-and-a-half-point dog on the road. Here's their hope. Find a way to get to the quarterback, something they didn't do well this year. Find a way to fluster Brock Purdy. I went back and watched the condensed 49ers games over the last few weeks. Purdy's playing his butt off right now. I give more credit to the scheme and to Shanahan and the weapons around him than I do necessarily him being great. If you drop him on a random non-playoff NFL team, this Mr. Irrelevant seventh-round pick is not the next great quarterback in the league. But right now in this situation, he is giving them exactly what they want. I'll tell you right now, Jimmy Garoppolo will not be coming back and overtaking him this postseason. Purdy's played too well. They don't have a better quarterback on their roster. And I'll go one step further. Short of him falling on his face completely in the playoffs, I wouldn't want to be Trey Lance either. Hmm. Kyle Shanahan likes whatever this is. You know who one of his favorite quarterbacks he's ever worked with is? Kirk Cousins, right? And and Cousins, somewhat limited in some capacities in terms of mobility and athleticism. A lot of people look at Kirk. Kyle looks at Kirk. He sees something completely different. I'll bet you Brock Purdy ends up being Kyle's guy moving forward, if I had to bet. The hope there, if you're Seattle, is play with a lead. Or at least keep it to the point where you make San Francisco slightly more one-dimensional. The, the 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 game for me that I would look to is maybe the rest of your show, the kryptonite for San Francisco, is that overtime game against the Raiders where, frankly, the Raiders should have won that game uh, it, by, by all accounts. They had multiple leads, couldn't quite keep San Francisco off the board because their defense stinks. Not as if Seattle's is any good either, but maybe there's a, a deep shot called up in there. Maybe there's a, a couple bits of vulnerability. You've got to keep them off balance. If you let San Francisco's defense feast, defensive player of the year, the guy that should be, Nick Bosa, will just destroy you and ruin everything. If you've got to drop back and pass a whole bunch of times in a normal, conventional way, they know where you are. That's good night. That's curtain. San Francisco double-digit win. The Bosa parents will be multitasking on Saturday because while Nick Must be nice. and San Francisco host Seattle, their other NFL-playing son, Joey Bosa, and the Chargers are on the road taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Can I say this for Jacksonville fans? As fair weather as you guys are, and make no mistake about it, they are very fair weather. Mm-hmm. When the getting is good for Jacksonville, They come out of the woodwork at that stadium. They pack that joint. They are really, really loud and energetic. I thought the vibes were incredible against the Titans in Nashville last weekend. Chargers and Herbert, Jaguars and Lawrence. This is the matchup of the who's going to be the face of the quarterback position with Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes for the next 10 years kind of storyline. One of my favorite games of the weekend, Danny. I'm excited about this one. Austin Eckler, a whisper quiet, um, 1,700 total yards with over 100 catches yet again. When Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are available, this Chargers offense just tends to be an awful lot better. Good old friend DeAndre Carter subbed in a couple different times, had made a play or two here and there, but it's really about the big wide receivers for this Chargers group and Justin Herbert fitting it into very tight spaces due to his incredible talent and ability that I wish played here in Washington. But this is a fun one, right? The Chargers coming off a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth, playing at mile high, short week for them, where they lost a weird game to Denver, now have to go on the road against an upstart Kind of us against the world Jacksonville Jaguar team that's, to me, playing with house money. They were so dreadful last year. Nobody really expects anything from them right now in this moment. 
they're going to, to me, could be kind of loose and fancy free. And I wish we had Doug Peterson as our coach. That's what I have for you. Mike Williams got hurt in week 18. Now, he passed all of the major tests, including getting negative x-rays, and it was deemed to have been back spasms, essentially. The last I heard was he is going to have a chance to play. Have you heard anything? That's what I I, I saw that it was that leaning towards playing. Right. So I, I think their hope is he'll be on the field, but there's at least some skepticism maybe about whether or not he'll be at his peak. Uh, he's an important member of that offense, obviously makes acrobatic and athletic catches down the field and there's very few guys in this league that do a better job in tight coverage than him going up the ladder. Chargers were Sean Slater with biceps, one of their top offensive weapons as a lineman who makes life easier, is supposed to be back. He is off injured reserve as well, so that's good news for them. We mentioned earlier that the Dolphins will not have Tua. They're actually on QB3 this weekend in Buffalo to take on the Bills. And for that reason, this is your biggest spread of the weekend, and it is not close. The news today that both Tungavailoa and Bridgewater won't play. Look at the line movement here. Bills minus 13 and a half in a playoff game. This is because of the Skylar Thompson storyline. I mean, look at the offense last week against the Jets, dude. They scored 11 points with a safety on the last play when the Jets had the ball. It was a nine-point game for this offense. Thompson looked like a third-string quarterback who shouldn't be in the playoffs. The Bills are going to win this game with ease. Again, I'm looking for a recipe for Miami. There's not a great one. Josh Allen turns the ball over six times. But how do you make him do that, right? I mean, it's it's easy to say. He'll give you one or two. He, yeah. Now, it, where are the other four coming from? I know. You, to me, if you're if you're you know you're Miami, you don't have anywhere near the defense that the Jets do. But you look at that Jets game where Buffalo only scored 20 points. Pretty much Buffalo ran roughshod over people. They went through a lull in the middle of the season and then caught fire once again, scoring north of 30, it seems, pretty much every time out. And now with the emergence of James Cook in the backfield, you know about the receiving options. And Diggs is one of the most underrated players in the league. He's great. Gabriel Davis's emergence. Dawson Knox is a nice red zone weapon. That offense is incredible for Buffalo. But maybe you rely on your group up front and play a whole bunch of coverage to force them to take nothing but underneath stuff all the way down, hold them to a field goal or two, maybe hope for a penalty to slow them down. I don't know, man. There's not a great path for Miami in this one. I hope they can keep it close, but I doubt it. I just want it to be close because all of these games are on by themselves. You get Saturday yep. doubleheader and then the tripleheader Sunday in the one, four, and eight windows. There's never two games on at the same time this weekend. So if something's really bad, we're just watching a blowout. Game two of three on Sunday. Giants, Vikings. This right now is expected to be one of the closer games. This is a three-point spread Minnesota favorite at home. I think the Vikings win. They've got enough talent with Jefferson, Cook, Cousins, Thielen. All of a sudden, you look at what they've been able to get out of their second. They might call him their third, but he's better than Thielen at this point, in my opinion. Uh, Wide receiver K.J. Osborne. Like I think there's enough firepower there that they'll just be able to outscore the Giants. Here's the problem for the Vikings, though. They're going to be with, it sounds like, without centers one and two. I think they're going to be starting their third center. They're going to be without their right tackle for the entire postseason. You're talking about at least two, maybe three vacancies on that offensive line, which already was probably a tick below average this year. You know who has a really good defensive line? Mm. The New York Giants. Now, I think the Giants are going to be without Leonard Williams. Is he not going to play? I think he's out. I have to double-check that, but that's what I believe is happening. And I think Aziz Ojolari is, it might be out as well. So I have to double-check those things. I don't know. But that's that's the last I saw was those guys were on the injury report. That D-tackle 
position for them, though, even if you don't have Williams on the field, and I'll take your word for it, I thought he was going to play. But if he I could be wrong about that. I just saw it early in the week. Dexter Lawrence is a badass. So you're talking about still a premium D tackle and Kayvon Thibodeau, who's on fire, going up against a backup right tackle. I think Cousins is going to get pressured, going to get hit. He got hit more times this year than anybody else. I think he got hit more times this year than any quarterback has in almost 20 years in the NFL, actually. But uh, that's going to be a good game, man. I would not be surprised if the the Giants went to Minnesota and beat the Vikings at all. I I think the recipe's there because you touched on it. Minnesota's offensive line being weak, and you can't really use all those things if – you know, you can't protect your quarterback. I mean, the Giants have overachieved all year long. I think they're coached incredibly well by Ryan Dayball Dable. and company. Dayball's a stud. Their whole MO is we're going to make it a rock fight and see what happens. Daniel and- Jones is going to get paid if they win a playoff game. That's right. They're at least going to tag him. Uh, speaking of will they tag him, will they pay him, what's going to happen, how about the third of the three games on Sunday? This one's in Cincinnati. Ravens and Bengals. Eight and a half point spread. Since he is favored, I think this line's about to grow. The report from NFL Network today, Lamar Jackson, a long shot to play. He did not practice again. 36 straight days without practicing now for Lamar Jackson. They went 2-3 and without him down the stretch. They basically sat everyone against the Bengals Mm -hmm. last week, so it wasn't really a dress rehearsal. They got destroyed in that game, but they weren't necessarily trying from either a personnel or a schematic standpoint, it didn't seem like. So I still like Cincinnati to cover, though, at 8.5 if Lamar doesn't play. The question is, is there any way that he could surprise everyone and just come Friday or Saturday, even though he hasn't practiced at all, say, hey, this knee's feeling better. I'm ready to go and give it a shot. And if he does do that, can he be good without practice? Yeah, is it a Willis weeks? Reed situation where he only plays a couple downs and then they they turn to Tyler Huntley, who I guess returned to practice this week? I don't know. I mean, listen, Baltimore's defense is good enough that they could play a gross 16-13 AFC North type game. That's got to be your hope if you're a Ravens fan, right, is this game is – nasty and mean and cold and hard hitting. And it's like a, you know, Steelers Ravens primetime game where there's a million punts and everybody over compliments Troy Palomalu. You're pretty much hoping for that. Uh, if you're a Ravens fan of this one, that's if Lamar Jackson can't go. So there's your triple header on Sunday, which brings us to the sixth and the final game of the super wild card weekend, as they're calling it, including Monday night football, the Cowboys at Tampa Bay, taking on the Bucks. This is the game I'm going to have the hardest time picking this weekend. And I'm not even talking about against the spread where Dallas is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. I just mean straight up. Mm -hmm. I have thought most of this season that the Bucs were going to lose in the first round because they're not very good. I don't feel that different about them than I did a month ago. I think that they're still probably not a good team. But does Tom Brady have that horseshoe ready to go, polished up? Are they going to get a break or two? Is Dallas... And by the way, I don't, I don't, I'm not that guy. I'm not saying an officiating break. I mean, right. is something fortuitous? Is, is, will they get the good fortune that comes with Brady in the playoffs sometimes? Will he play out of his mind because he's one of the greatest players ever and, and go put them on his back? Those things are both possible. And I just watched Dallas. How am I supposed to shake that, man? Yeah. I just watched the Cowboys play one of the worst games I've seen any team play at FedEx Field in a couple of years. And their quarterback, Dak Prescott, was the worst quarterback in that game that I saw all year in person. And I'm supposed to just flush that and think they're going to go beat Tom Brady in a playoff game on the road? This game's just so hard for me. If I fall asleep Monday afternoon and then check the score Tuesday morning, right, I could absolutely see a case where Dallas just beat the brakes off them because Tampa Bay's not very good, just as you as you said. 
I could see a game that's gross and disgusting for 55 minutes that Tom Brady somehow comes back and pulls out of his tookas. A couple of wins this year would fit that bill. See New Orleans in week number 13. I could see nearly any outcome and have it make sense to me and not be surprised. I have no idea what to expect. What I've sort of thought all along is people that want Tampa Bay in the postseason, just be careful what you wish for. You're messing with evil forces, man. You're messing with things beyond our understanding. The guy's going to throw it to running backs 77 times. One of them will be caught by a defender, then somehow it'll still end up in Julian Edelman's hands, and they'll come back from 28-3 to to win without being able to get a first down somehow. I'm telling you, I feel like Tampa Bay is going to win this game, but I don't think any money is leaving this pocket to uh, to put to go where my mouth is. There's our first glance at the wild card weekend ahead. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, going to be great. We'll be breaking those games down throughout the rest of the week here on Grant and Danny. Let's get back to the phones. People have been waiting patiently. 800-636-1067. They want to talk about Scott Turner. Kane's in Manassas. Kane, how much blame does he deserve for the defense underachieving again this year, or the offense rather. The offense, yeah, sixty percent easily. Um, I'll put the rest on your position coaches and your players. Um, as an OC, it's your responsibility, your job to make sure you work and cover your players' deficiencies. And a lot of the calls uh, that he was making uh, with Taylor and with uh, Wentz, they. They did have open throws, but those throws were incredibly difficult to make for any quarterback, let alone those two. Uh, Putting your offensive line in spots due to play calling, that's hard for them to guard. And I know you talked about the two guards. Those guys weren't up to the challenges that an offensive line needs to execute uh, to make those plays work. So uh, So that's an interesting way to look at it, too. Thanks for the call. We're talking about the personnel deficiencies, and he's saying a really good coach masks some of those. And I think that that's easier said than done a lot of the time, but there's a truth that's somewhere in the middle. It's not a yeah. binary thing, right? It's it's not black and white where you say, no, you just need really good players. Like, I think personally, to squeeze juice out of a rock is the same as trying to get great production when you have a bad quarterback as a coordinator. The example I'll give you is Skylar Thompson this past week for the Dolphins, okay? Shouldn't have been on the field. They can't move the ball. They can't score. They had nine points. Mike McDaniel's really, really good. They still got Tyreek Hill. They still got Jalen Waddell. Those weapons are still awesome. Weirdly, they they weren't nearly as good. Like, there's only so much that can be done. But if he's saying, I think there was more there than he got out of some of these guys, or by way of play calling, he could have helped the line more. That's fair, maybe. Yeah. That's that, relevant. That's why that's he's on my board. Into. Yeah, that's why I give him 10%. But to me, it, it reminds me of uh, the beginning of 2019 when Davey Martinez would call the bullpen. Who are you going to call for? There, there were no good answers. There's no button you can touch right now that is going to be a guy that gets three outs and has good stuff and gets you back in the dugout quickly mm-hmm. without giving up any hits. Let's go to Tony in Long Island. Good to hear from Tony again. What's up, buddy? How are you doing, guys? What's up, buddy? Chill on. Okay. Um, this is 100% on Ron Rivera. Um, let me ask you this. How uh, how good was uh, Sean McVay's play calling this year? How good was it? You know why? They had no quarterback. How good was Adam Gase's play calling when he had Peyton Manning? And then how good was Adam Gase's play calling when he was with the Jets? Mm. How good how, – Sean Payton got relieved of his play calling duties in 19 – and I think in 2001 with the New York Giants under the great Jim Fossil because they had no offense, okay? So 
these offensive coordinators are always the scapegoat for inefficient quarterback play and horrible coaching and terrible front offices. They are the number one boys on the firing line. That's all this is, okay? Scott Turner will probably end up becoming a rather decent coach. He may even go on to great things. I don't know. But this is all on Ron Rivera because he's insisting that he had a good process in bringing in that mutant of a quarterback in Carson Wentz, okay? So he – how is the process good, guys? How is the process good? We had a bad quarterback that he brought in. He overpaid for him. Scott Turner had to make – I don't know how he, how he could run this offense with the quarterback play that he had. And lastly, we ran the ball almost 32 times a game, which is fourth in the NFL, behind just the Eagles, the Falcons, and the Bears. And they all had running quarterbacks. Yeah. How much more? How much more, guys, does he want to run the football? How much more? I think we led the NFL in rushing attempts on the road. I think we were tied with uh, Chicago. Well, so, How Tony, I mean, they led the, the league in every category in rushing attempts when you remove quarterback runs, quarterback design keepers. And so, meaning essentially just hand it off to running backs. Traditional handing the ball off. And I'll even include jet action and all the stuff that teams do now to get receivers the ball in their hands no one ran it more than this team but it's never enough and that's kind of my point is there's a direct correlation if you don't have a quarterback who can rip off big plays on the ground see field see hurts if you're just running the ball traditionally you're not going to score a lot of points points come from the passing game they come from explosives they come from chunk plays and those in this era often come through the air. Now, their best way forward this year, as we saw when they started winning, was to muck games up, make them as gross to watch as possible, and try to 17-15 their way to some victories by running the ball a lunch uh, a bunch and having the, the time of possession advantage. And so that's what they did, essentially. But it's also why you didn't involve your playmakers enough in the passing game. A lot of guys had worse numbers than they were projected to have at the skill positions, and most importantly, you didn't score enough points. They were number one in time of possession. You can't run the ball more, and you can't possess the ball more than they have. Over the last couple of years, they've been atop the league in that category. It has gotten you almost nothing in the way of scoring, which is the entire point of offense. It's the entire point. It's great to help your defense out. It yeah. is. It's great to play the the situational game that they like to or I guess the better term would be the um, that that symbiotic version of football where you know everybody benefits from each other. You know, we played a really complete game as a team. Complimentary football, they all love to say. It's great. There's a sliding scale Score for points. for points and how long it takes. I think every coach would say, "I'd like the number one scoring offense, please." Right now, you could start sliding it the the time of possession rankings up. You could sacrifice a couple spots for your ideal situation to give your defense some rest, but I'd still prefer. A two-strike score. You know, let's get up and down the field again. I would rather be 32nd in time of possession and first in scoring. I think everyone else would too. But there's there's a there's a there's maybe that happy medium. And sure. the idea that they're we're excited about time of possession, that's awesome if it's a, if it's in addition to being really good at scoring the football, which they did not. All right, so Darius just sent me something. This thing that Darius just sent me is going to change my entire day. Dare I say my week? Possibly my month. If you're like me, what I'm going to tell you as soon as we come back is going to be one of the greatest things you've heard in a long, long time. 
I've got it right here in my hand. Darius just sent it to me, just gave it to me right now. That's next on Grant and Danny on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. ladies and gentlemen, bearer of good news. He just sent me this note, Danny. I'm going to read it to you right now. There are four teams eligible to host Hard Knocks in August 2023. The Commanders are one of those teams. So you're telling me there's a chance. Do you think we'll ever get it in our lifetime? Right now, 2023. This time? With a new owner in tow, let's go. Here's the problem. I don't think they'll get it because one of these teams looks pretty juicy. See if you can spot the team. You ready? Bears, Saints, Jets, Commanders. Bears, Saints, Jets, Commanders. Which of those teams makes the most sense for hard knocks? The Bears. Pretty juicy. The Bears, man. Number one overall pick. Uh huh. Possibly trading the selection. Possibly trading fields. I think Chicago probably gets it, but the Commanders, one of four teams, 25% chance to be on Hard Knocks. This has been my dream since I was a child. Since I first watched the original season of Hard Knocks with the Dallas Cowboys when Tony Saragusa, God rest his soul, and Shannon Sharp, who's got to deal with uh, Skip Bayless every day, so God God, uh, pray for his soul as well. And uh, all those other Ravens in 2000 after their Super Bowl, 
were like playing pranks on each other and locking each other in the room. Remember that? Oh yeah. Ray Lewis, it was amazing. The, one of the greatest character hard knocks ever. Since I watched that series that year and I fell in love with it, my dream has always been one day this is going to be the Redskins. It never was. And then I was like, one day this is going to be the football team. Never was. But maybe it'll be the Commanders. And maybe it'll be this summer. Do you know how great that would be for, for us? Yes, of course. For, for consumers of information yes. like you and I, uh-huh. for our listeners. For you Marks listening right now who live and die with everything. For Linnell sitting over there who's just, he, all he wants is to know, like, what does the coach think about this player and that player? We're going to have cameras in the meeting rooms, for God's sake. Rookie skits. Can you imagine? Bring it to me. Now, I, should the Cowboys get it again? I mean, I feel like they haven't done it in almost a year. I'm being sarcastic. It's time, man. It's time. What this dumb organization for so long under old Bruce Bruce and, and everyone else never got was this is the greatest cologne there is. Right, you got you got more editorial control. That was the, there was a fight. Remember back in I think it was 2011, Jeeps. There was no hard knocks, and teams were kind of concerned. Hey, the access that that you know the, the cameras are around and people considered it invasive, which is it is what it is. But they they were worried about not looking good. Yeah, and so the 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 accord was struck. We're not going to make anybody look bad. We'll yeah. do a couple funny things where one guy doesn't believe in dinosaurs. It's and, NFL it, films. And, and, you know, Jonathan Abrams can't pronounce salmon. But other than that, we're we're complimenting everybody. Everybody's an all-star. It's the NFL. Like They're yeah. not going to make their teams look bad. Has Rivera ever gone on the record to say if he's anti-hard knocks or not? Look, I know that hard knocks would never follow the Panthers. Well, they did that all-or-nothing thing. Exactly. Yeah. And that was my thought is, by the way, an Amazon production. Yes. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, it's interesting. An Amazon Amazon Prime production. production. Now, all-or-nothing went away, I feel like, after a couple years. Yeah, they've only had a couple of uh, foosball teams do it, but they do a ton of those for, like, uh, soccer and, like, different sports around the world, which I love. Amazon Prime was in-season hard knocks before. Uh, I keep saying Amazon Prime. Uh, All-or-nothing is the name of the show. Yes, all-or-nothing on Prime. Uh, was the original in-season hard knocks. Yes. And that was NFL Films produced, same kind of deal. They did one with the Eagles when the, Wentz was there. One with the Rams. They did one with ago. the Panthers. Mm-hmm. They did one with the Cardinals. Did they have one with the Rams? Yeah. If you so remember, four. the Rams, it was the whole, they did actually did hard knocks, and then they went right into that because there was a whole, we're moving to L.A., and Stan Kroenke was like, anything with a camera, let's do it. We're going. And it had the Jeff Fisher, I'm not going 7-9, into him going worse than 7-9 and, and getting canned. I think the Commanders are super enticing, though. Look, Sam Howell outside of D.C., I don't think anybody cares, with all due respect. I mean, people in this town are are really excited and are really talking him up, and they're howling when he drops back, right? But if you're not in Chapel Hill or in Northern Virginia, Maryland, or D.C., I don't know that you're overly excited about Sam Howell as a storyline. But the ownership change is the game changer there. Yep. Now, I would also tell you the other side of that is if there's not an ownership change or it's in process, then there's no way they're going to have cameras around. Like You would almost need mm-hmm. to have your new owners in place before camp and obviously before they make the decision in the spring or whenever that is for them to, to give hard knocks to the commanders. But it would make them perhaps the favorite if Bezos or someone else bought this team from Dan Snyder all of a sudden, you could just, it's like we're starting over. And as a league, the, the first thing you're doing is, when you walk into the house, you're saying, you guys are on hard knocks. Let's now. reintroduce ourselves. I kind of love it. 
Uh, Saints are not interesting to me at all right now, unless Sean Payton comes back. Well, I mean, Dennis Allen giving speeches going to fire you up? I'm sorry. It's not for me. They got a couple really good players. I think Chris Olave is going to be a star um, on defense. Cam Jordan's just a baller. I mean, Kamara's an interesting cat, you know, but like who's been really, really productive. You so they'll do see like him a go shopping at a local yeah. mall for nose rings. Yeah, there'll be like a cool thing where he like does art with his toes or something. There'll be like some interesting like character piece. It'd be fine, but not as nowhere near as good as the Bears or Washington. I, I would be in on the Jets because the quarterback thing, the quarterback situation yeah. there is legit. Imagine if Zach Wilson's still there. There's a real good chance he's yeah, there. Yeah, like, how I think is Salah's this? an interesting dude. They've turned the corner. The storyline is, okay, now we're, we're not terrible anymore, but it's make or break. Third year here as a group. Let's make the playoffs. But the Bears are probably, barring a quick sale, the team that's going to ruin everything for me. Yeah, like, I'm I'm feeling like the Commanders rank third out of those four teams. Third. Third. Yeah, but if the ownership thing accelerates, then I think they – Hightail it up to number one on that list for sure. Okay, I'll sign off on that. So you're saying the Jets are two? I think the Jets are two. Yeah, I think I think especially if they land uh, a big fish like a Derek Carr or something like that, I think that brings them. I think that might take them over the Bears. Honestly, that's true. If they bring in a real quarterback, oh, right, 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 right. Now you got yourself a game changer. The Jets have already been on hard knocks. Not that that matters. That, that's Get what a I snack. thought was weird too, because I feel like it's been recent that they were 2010. No, oh, that's okay. not recent. Yeah, it was Rex okay. Ryan. All right, yeah. uh, but. I don't, I don't think that's a drawback because they've done so many teams multiple times. The Bengals in short order a couple times. Cowboys so many times. You said it. I mean, the Cowboys every other year, I feel like. The chance that the Commanders could be on hard knocks. Do you think I'm in the minority of being desperate for it, or do you think most people? I think I'm in the minority. Really? Yeah. I Now, I, I think people – how do I say this the right way? I think people have kind of tuned out hard knocks generally. Right, like as a consumer of, of football, the access is so great and it's it's super super cool. But now it's a little bit more contrived than it was. I mean, you're going to see the same beats, the same kind of things, the character that might make the team, the the you know the two coaches yelling at each other, a couple meetings. Still, my favorite show on TV. Yeah, it, it's still very well done. I'll watch it tonight, season finale for the Cardinals. But I don't think people would fully understand what it would mean to have your team on Hard Knocks, and that's kind of my point. Yeah, like the amount of thirst for information in this market every little tiny storyline is a massive deal with how much passion there is for this football team i remember when i was on the beat you you were just like scratching and clawing to try to break any little like someone getting added to the practice squad you know what i mean yeah it, the idea that you're just going to have unfettered all access to see meetings between rivera and I mean, it would answer so many questions. Like, what is Martin Mayhew doing? What does Marty Herney do? Who's in these meetings? Who isn't? Who's talking? Who doesn't? You you talk about, like, they just fired Scott Turner. You could have seen how he leads meetings, what kind of interactor he is with quarterbacks. Uh, it just it gives you a perspective that is invaluable. When we're sitting here talking about this team, and I think, we do a really good job of, of not only studying, but you know, being able to get information from people and access through people into the organization so that we get fans closer. But inevitably, Danny, that's our job. I really believe that. Our job is to try to be thought-provoking, I'd like to say informed on things people care about. But 
ideally to bring fans a little bit closer to what's going on in some way. We, we would never be able to do that as well as we could if we had those cameras and that access. It's like being able to go plant mics and, and cameras at the, the facility that we could just listen to all camp long. It would be amazing. Like, how does... I've never pronounced this guy's last name right, but the, the, the guy that last minute became the defensive line coach. Jeff Zagonia? Zagonia? You know what I'm talking about? The big, yeah. big, hu- yeah, Zanina. The enormous dude. You don't want to see that guy with a giant dip in yelling at defensive linemen at, at a, you know, after a subpar practice. You know what I mean? Like after like the second part of a two a day. You don't want to see, you know, Randy Jordan screaming at Antonio Gibson Horn of the football or Chris Harris yelling at, uh, at Kendall Fuller to push Amari Cooper out of bounds on some film. Like, I want to say, what do, what do they do? How do they do the meetings? Who gets the features? On this roster right now. I mean, there's going to be a lot of Terry McLaurin, like, riding along in his car, obviously. We're going to get a, a feature on Jennifer King, for sure. Yep. Like, who who gets... Uh, who gets? John Allen would get heavily profiled. He's, like, the, the, an the event team leader, John School. Allen. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Where he's, like, giving speeches, and he's the guy giving a, hey, that practice wasn't good enough, we got to be better, and they go to John Allen for that. Commanders. One of four teams qualifying for hard knocks this summer. Maybe, just maybe, it's our time. We're Grant and Danny. You're listening to The Fan. Double play comes your way next. We're blitzing at 4 o'clock. Remember, in 20 minutes at 4 o'clock, we are giving away tickets to go see the Impractical Jokers at Capital One Arena. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Top of the hour in 12 minutes at four, your Beltway Blitz covering the Wizards. They play tonight. The Capitals, they play tonight. And the Commanders, their offseason is underway, and they have already moved on from offensive coordinator Scott Turner. That's all coming up next segment. We'll kick off that Beltway Blitz segment, as we told you, with tickets to go see the Impractical Jokers. The fellows are coming to Capital One Arena for a mid-February event. So you want to be there. Make sure you are listening. It is time for our double play brought to you by GovSmart Intelligent IT Solutions for Government. Visit GovSmart.com. Do this one real quick, GP. Cool thing that we get to do. You and I both uh, acknowledge that whenever possible. You have these nice little moments. So we drive down to the Dante Culpepper a few different times through the course of uh, doing the show this fall, right? Buffalo Wild Wings was cool enough to have us out every Monday after Washington games, not even after 
even after the bye week, we were there, right? We went to the different locations. Uh, we went down to Culpeper a few different times, and we got to meet a whole bunch of cool listeners, uh, really nice people that you know were just a nice little reminder of how you know, cool this thing is that we get to do. My favorite listener at Culpeper was the guy that came up to you when you spilled your drink that one time. Yeah. Danny spilled his drink, and Ryan went somewhere to go get napkins or something, and this guy came up with his own napkin from his table, and he just starts dabbing the drink in front of Danny. He goes, Culpepper, man. Like, these sorts of things are always happening down here. <laughs> I don't know why he said that, but like, it was the funniest thing. The way he delivered it to you, he's like, drinks are always spilling in Culpepper, man. It's you know, just, this kind of stuff just happens here. Yeah, it's like the town in, um, oh, I'm trying to think, the Kevin Bacon movie, like, like Footloose, you know, where it's like, this town. Like, it's so, it's so daring and tough. I spilled my water because there's a little gap between the two tables that were pushed together. No, Culpepper. Culpepper, man. Well, anyway. Uh, shout out to a really cool listener named George. So he and I were talking, and George has, is a real man, real adult, like a dude with skills. Not like skills that are, are worthless, but like legitimate awesome skills where he knows how to like do like electrical stuff and like home maintenance stuff and like home improvement type stuff. And his business is in fireplaces. We got a fireplace. We are converting a fireplace from gas to a wood-burning fireplace and we didn't know who to turn to like who do you call george is like i do that george came to my house yesterday turned a gas thing took him like an hour it would take me 25 years george is skilled we had a wood burning uh uh, uh a fireplace situation going last night my wife was thrilled everyone was so happy comfortable in the homestead thanks to george all because you and i flap our gums about this dumb football team on the road this past fall there you go so wood burning wood burning so you go outside, and you get firewood, Yep. and you bring it in, and you put it in your fireplace. That's right. You know about gas fireplaces, We know right? all about them. We know all about them. Okay. We got those, too. Have you considered having all gas fireplaces? Yes. Now, when we say, have you considered it, I did. Anyway, the point is, we have a wood-burning fireplace now. It needed some so, fixing and adjusting and I, things that I couldn't do, my wife couldn't do, but George knew how to do it. Way to go, George. Yeah. I'm a little conflicted on this. Here's why. I have memories of being at my uncle's house in West Virginia. Uh, you could play uh, that song, West Virginia, while I talk about this if you want. John Denver, man. It's a good one. Um, so my uncle lived in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. We would be in his basement watching games or whatever. He's a big Steelers fan. Uh, in fact, one thing I remember watching in his basement, weirdly, the Lennox Lewis-Mike Tyson fight in Memphis. Oh, how about that? Do you remember that at the pyramid? Anyway, we'd be in his basement, and he had a real fireplace. In I call it a real one, but where you have real wood, and oh, there's yeah, popping, yeah. and there's like a, a sparks occasionally. It's inconsistent. Like exactly. Sometimes it's cold. Sometimes it's 1,000 degrees. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yeah. But he had a real one down there. Uh -huh. I have only really known the gas fireplaces. Uh -huh. So at my house, here's what I do. There you go. I walk over, and I just flip a switch. Literally, like, it's oh, yeah. turning on a light. We got a remote, dude. And then a fireplace turns on. I know. And it, my whole house starts to get warm. The, the way you're doing it, there's a romanticism to it. There's yeah. something cool about it. But it's so much easier to just do the gas one. And, and uh, these... So are you going to chop wood? These were... I'm sure I am. I'm a real man. Not at all. Uh, these are points that were brought up. I brought them up. But I understand the... It sounds like maybe the wife's side of this as well. Because uh -huh. you get that popping sound. That's such a cool sound. Yeah. it's uh, uh, Yeah. I'll, I'll trade convenience for the popping sound. But listen, 
This was very important. I found out how important it was. Have you chopped any wood yet? No, I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not doing that. Where am I going to do that? Where do you do that? One argument against the why for Danny. Yep. Firewood is expensive. Yes. It's so like I just have a solo stove, and if you guys have solo stoves, I got one of those big suckers. You know all about it. I'm the I am the fire king. No one else on this station is the fire king. I don't think anyone else can make that claim. Anyone who claims to be the fire king is lying to you. It's part of the court. Maybe. I'm the fire king. Mm-hmm. So I go put a bunch of wood in my solo stove every single night. I have to buy this wood, right? And I put it right in the solo stove. I go through wood like a, a like a person like who a wood goes chuck. through wood. Yeah, like a beaver. <laughs> I got into that analogy. I go through wood like a guy who goes through wood in his solo stove. Because I'm the fire king, obviously. Well, that's what happens when you're the king. There's certain expectations. I agree. But similar for me, my uh, my grandfather, also in West Virginia, by the way, in Romney, West Virginia. Romney. We, we would go to uh, my West grandparents' uh, the cabin up there. I remember, like, during the week, he, like, you know, was, like, a, a, a war veteran, like, worked for the NSA at one point and, like, was just this military genius. We'd get up there, and he's, like, shirtless chopping wood. I'm like, that's a superhero. And now I'm me. You know what I mean? Like, it's so different. He was a man. The, the amount of wood these solo stoves go through is uh-huh. crazy. So I'm just always buying wood from, like, I know outside of gas stations. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's so expensive. Because it's labor-intensive. So you're going to have to buy it by the, the dozens. What, what's a unit? Cord? They call it a cord. A cord? Maybe pallets. I don't know. Cord a block. sounds right. Yeah. Good for you, though. I suppose. A real-life fire. Well, listen, the, 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 the key house. to the story is... We met George in Culpeper, and George came to our residence and turned our gas fireplace into a wood fireplace because he has skills. Attaboy, George. George. Beltway Blitz is next on Grant and Danny. We're giving away those tickets to the Impractical Jokers. We're talking to our buddy Ben Standing about who's going to be the next OC of the Commanders at 5. We got nicked out of the caps at 6. Where else would you rather be than right here? G&D on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.